Champagne Soccer, we back. AFCON and the AFC Asian Cup is in motion. Real Madrid won another title over those bums from Barcelona. A lot of things are going on, but you know what we starting with? Honeys. Hey, man, I don't know. Before we started, hey, man, we was talking about um the viral tweet from some blockbuster that said, hey, man, he was lying. I could tell, too, because people looked up his joints and said, hey, man, he's just trying to just trying to play that market. But not saying that he was wrong. It's just funny because a lot of these modern women don't have time for this. But anywho, the young brothers said that um, men should be vulnerable with their ladies, be open and emotional and let women know how they're feeling at all times. And, you know, me, I say, nah, man. Maybe it is a cultural thing. Certain things you can talk to women about, but most of it, got to look straight, man, and just learn how to handle it on your own. But E-Money Bags, how do you feel about that, man? Man, yeah, man. Look, I, I'm cool with being vulnerable. I'm cool. Like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm settling a relationship. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about my issues. I'm talking about my problems. I'm confiding in my, my, my partner. So yeah, man, that's how I roll. Absolutely, wow. I have no problem with that. Mature, the one, the one, great Ephraim. What, a, what an answer. The only thing uh, I got to say against Dan's, what the guy said was at all times. I don't know about all times. I, I, there are some things you gotta look straight at and work through yourself. But in an actual relationship where your 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 girl or your significant other is really a companion, that's you know, like-minded and y'all got goals that's moving towards the same direction. She could provide wisdom on a certain aspect or issue if you reveal it to her, if y'all really are like that. And I ain't talking about them one one to 3 a.m. joints you, you meet up at, at the club or, you know, somebody who you're basing a woman off of a future. Uh, hey, I mean, stuff. hey, Tony used to talk to his workers like that. Remember, he was or, in or the future, Carmella. A, a, future, a future lyric or a rapper. I'm talking about real life. And, uh, yeah, hey, man, yeah. it's real life. Hey, I know real life real quick. that vent to workers. Hey, Dan, real quick, and, and Anthony, to go off of what you said earlier, let me be also uh, very clear. Yeah, there are some things you do want to work out and maybe not with your lady or your partner or whomever you're with. But they're also that's also why there's therapy, and I, I fully, fully will uh, promote therapy because it's worked for me a lot, and 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 that's where so some of those things where you work on them on your own, you may get some help from therapy as well. So, man, shout out to real shit on this podcast, man. Good looks, Dan, for starting this off. The show, hey, Claytis, hey man, go ahead, Claytis, run it up. We, we talk about the trip. You you venting. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, you know, I'm gonna filter the vent. I'm not gonna be honest about everything. I'm not gonna tell you about all the stress because you're gonna yeah, we you're cooking gonna... that vent up. We cooking because yeah, you're, you're gonna damage me if I'm honest with you about, about my weaknesses. I've seen it too many times. I can't relive that. No, sir. Filter it. I love you, but I can't be honest with you about everything. The men them know, but not you. Yeah, yeah, and even the man, you, you got to you got to block some of the the intel out too, man. Hey, you know, it's a sick game. It's a sick world out here, man. They'll screenshot you and put you in their group chat, and once oh, you're in the man. group chat, no, they'll screenshot you and put yeah, you on Twitter. Yeah, y'all talking, y'all talking accident. about them. Y'all talking about them one to three a.m. joints, man. I'm not talking about. Uh, no, no, you're not talking. It's all right, man. It's okay, man. It's okay, man. When y'all find the one joint, that's the suit I live in. 
This it's is right. 2024. There's a lot okay. of it's a lot of youngins that are geeked up, but yeah, you know, I, I, I can see it. Y'all, y'all are finding those. I'm telling right. you. And it's also a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. So let's not let's let's also be honest about that, right? We can do the same things that they're doing as far as like finding their weaknesses and when they're vulnerable to us and stuff like that and use it against them. Men do that. Let's be honest. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a straight up too. Like, yeah, we, it, it's it goes both ways on that situation as well, guys. Let's, Nah, See, I understand man. that. Nah, man. Future, future didn't so. say it. Even. Future didn't say it. So that's not how it goes. No, 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 no. You never listen to Hendrix. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Time out. What? Man, he don't know. He don't know his side, man. He only What's heard that. Right. You, you haven't. You haven't nah, been. I, I listen to Hendrix. I listen. You never had a heart. I went to bed listening to Hendrix. That's all. Absolutely. You've never had a heart. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've broken hearts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. You, I don't know how you can relate. To, I can't. The, I can't relate. <laughs> I, I can't relate, but that's why I can also acknowledge my um own accountability in in a lot of these things, and also. He's not being honest. <laughs> I, I I guess I am, but all right. I don't know, man. This is an interesting topic, but you know, <laughs> if, if you love him, you got to be honest, and you also do got to be vulnerable to to a certain T. You know, you can't be frail twenty four seven, but you know, sometimes you gotta you know confine in your woman. It's okay. Yeah, man. Not the workers. Your woman. Your missus. Sometimes the workers give great advice, too. Sometimes your bartender can give great advice. Sometimes your barber can give great advice. It all depends. That's a part of discernment. The older you get, the more you talk to people, the more that you can realize you can learn from certain people about certain things. And I've realized that in my life too. I've seen, hey man, I can talk to some of my brothers about this stuff, or I can get, talk to some of my uncles about this stuff, or my dad, certain things. Hey man, my mom could give me game. Just depends. But you got to know too, Clay, you already know the lifestyle. You know, sometimes when you're living too wild, you got to also calm down and be honest with yourself. Like Anthony was saying, hey, are you living that? integrity lifestyle are you being honest and upfront at all times because a lot of times that's what holds you back because you're trying to be too cool the macadamian and then you hurt people in the end but hey man we could talk about this all day that was fun though but i i guess we could talk about another controversial thing that well comes down to Cletus. What did you do to help Messi win this FIFA Men's Player of the Year? Is, are you behind this campaign? Because the, the award is supposed to be from December 19, 2022, the day after Argentina won the World Cup, to August, and Messi still won the Ballon d'Or. So basically, they saying PSG... What he did in France and what he did in America is bigger than what Erlen Holland did in the Champions League in, in England. You agree with that? Yeah, that, that was a very lost statement. And I would like to apologize to the FIFA community, the football community. Unfortunately, we were out in Piccadilly shopping too much this past weekend, and we really wasn't working, networking, you know, politicking like we should have to, to you know, make sure we secure the votes for Holland and the other guys. So that that's on me. But 
Yeah, I mean, again, the propaganda stands. Um, even I think they have released like the the captains and who they have selected. And I'm pretty sure if you go back and ask them, I don't think those were their selections. Um, and I also feel like sometimes they were kind of forced to maybe select Messi and add Messi as an individual. But, you know, I don't think we we can, you know, add Messi as the best player to 2023 and continue to give him, you know, um, awards for previous achievements. And that also takes away from like some of the new kids, you know, like from looking at what they've been able to produce, like Holland, you know, even Musiala, just like being able to see the next crop, you know, we don't want to be stuck on the past and just like kind of take away from the shine of like these new kids like Bellingham as well. So FIFA definitely needs to look at, you know, their structures when it comes to like individual awards moving forward. But again, that's why us here as a group, we really don't rate certain awards because we know it's more of a popularity contest, not, you know, based on your skills and your achievement within that, that year. This is, I mean, Cletus, though, I, the reason why I went to you first is because we've talked about this on the pod and off the pod. You've always mentioned how Erland Holland is not an all-around footballer. He doesn't do enough to help his teams win, and the world agrees with you. That's why they're not giving him the Ballon d'Or. I mean, he's <laughs> been hurt for a month, and City is still on fire. That's another thing, too. It's the pep tax. Like, pep systems are so crazy none of his best players can get awards unless they're messy because they look at it like, hey, De Bruyne, you can miss half a season. They'll still win the league. Anybody can get hurt, it seems like, except for Rodri, and they find. So that's another thing that probably holds them back. And then, you know, uh, Holland not scoring in the semifinal or the final of the Champions League, and he didn't score in the FA Cup finals. So, hey, they look at that, too. And that's that's all fine. And I think, you know, those are factors that you have to look into when you're trying to decide who is the best player within the year. But, you know, let's I don't want to be like, a, you know, at first everybody was like, oh, you just hate Holland, you just hate Holland. But it's like everything that I was saying, you guys are seeing it and you're saying it now. But then, like, if we really want to base it off of what, you know, players I've done within the year, he's still going to rank, you know, pretty high on the list. Like, even if he's playing in the Man City team, he's still getting the job done, you know, better than what we kind of expected. So we can't knock him off for that. But, you know, again, I just think when it comes to Messi, it's just the, he's the guy you could bring home to your mom. So, you know, we're going to give him the votes. And, you know, that needs to die out soon, man, because it's, it's getting boring. I feel like even now, like some of the younger kids, when they see like Messi winning those awards, they're like, bro, he sucks. Like that's what kids are going to be like, you know, he sucks. He don't deserve that, bro. That was cap. Like, you know how these kids are, like, if they don't really see the quality within it now, like, down the line, they're not going to rate you at all. And I think that's the the issue that Messi's going to have, where it's like, he's won so many awards as time goes by, and, like, kids go and look at the highlights, and they compare it to the Ronaldo's, and, like, they're reliving those eras, trying to understand the history. They're going to be like, yeah, he was nice, but, like, man, he didn't deserve all those six Ballon d'Ors, but he probably deserved four or three, or da da da, da. Like, you know, the competition going to be He so has eight Ballon d'Ors. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Eight. But the, yeah, exactly, exactly. And the combo is going to be even more next. Yeah, he didn't deserve all eight. And that's where he may take a little, you know, dig at his career, but Again, you can't fault him for that because, you know, he just doesn't know how to speak English. But, yeah, that and it does need to stop. It's, it's embarrassing. 
I wish Marcus was here because, hey, man, this is a coronation to say that the MLS is a top league in the world. He money bags, you agree? Hey, we made it, man. America's top class. Saudi Arabia couldn't even buy this. <laughs> nah, man, I think, nah, nah, MLS, nah, nah, nah. I think we, we talked about this before, man. MLS needs to do, there's a lot of work MLS needs to do before it can be even considered as a top league, I think, period. I think it's, it's, it's a fine league for America, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of was starting to agree with some of the, I ain't gonna say it's propaganda necessarily, but I, it is getting a little too much to start seeing, to see Messi still winning some of these awards that he's winning. And, and, you know, I sent that little thing about uh, Rodri and, and what he won. And I know Anthony talked about it too, but you know, Rodri, you know, doing what he did last year and not even being named to the team. So, but you hold a space for Messi. I, I didn't think he deserved to be on that team necessarily, but yeah, it's a, it's a feel good story, I guess is what it is. And as Clay said, he's the, he's the nice guy that you were going to bring home. So, eh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get over it myself. It's starting to get old too. Um, I'm sorry. I'm ready for these young cats to start taking over. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm all about the youth, man. Hey man. You didn't see the youth excited when Messi pulled up to America in that pink jersey. Oh, yeah. Game winning free kicks in the whatever open leagues cup. <laughs> I think that, but right, but that would happen in any team he went to. It's like any team would do that. So, and there would still be the young people that would still follow him and, and still. And I love, I like Messi a lot. I, I, you know, obviously one of the greatest footballers I've ever watched. You know, probably the best. You know, so it, him and Cristiano Ronaldo, one A, one B. We can figure out the the details later. But uh, yeah, man, like, but I don't know. I think it's it's time to start. Like, all right, let's start hyping young talents that's coming up. You know, yeah. Messi, where you know, retirement league, basically in a sense. You know, um, I don't know. Anthony. How do you feel, man? You're a star boy, star man. You're Viking, still can't get awarded. He didn't win UEFA Player of the Year. That went to Rodri. Didn't win the Ballon d'Or. Didn't win the FIFA Men's Player of the Year. What do you think is behind this? First, I I, I agree with uh, your assessment on the sense of him not scoring in the finals. That being a big issue. Um, I'd rather go with that more so than like Messi just in the way because, yeah, he is. And I hope this is the last season he gets unnecessary awards. But Holland didn't score in finals. And for a striker, I think that's pretty important. So that that's that. <clears throat> My real issue is Rodri being left out the team. And we had our conversation in our chat. And I was more blaming Jude Bellingham. And then you brought up Bernardo being there. And uh, if it's a one-for-one -one switch, I put Rodri in for Bernardo, real talk, If because your point about uh, pivotal players or, or uh, headliners, I guess. And it's like, yeah, Bernardo's a role player. Rodri, when he's out, we lose. And he, I would rather him on, the, on, on that FIFA team instead of Bernardo if somebody had to get <clears throat> shafted. And so, yeah, that's that. Oh, and a part of that, I think it's some uh part of that EAFC FIFA payola stuff, because a Jew Bellingham team of the season card is is worth way more than than Rodri and Bernardo as well. So 
and obviously Messi. So it's a lot of every, everything's a, a, a ad or a commercial. So think about it like that too. Normally, I say awards don't matter. They don't to me because I know the truth. But awards do matter because in the history of the sport, when people try to go back and learn about the game and they see, oh, this is who the world thought was the best player. This is what FIFA thought were the best players in a year. This is how people can get tricked into figuring out something ain't really there. Because going back and doing my history lessons as a kid, I'm uh, reading the book of basketball by Bill Simmons. He has a chapter where he breaks down who he thinks should have won the MVP in certain years. And they, I was saying, okay, I get to learn more about his perspective on what happened in 1971 for how Kareem won it or I get to learn about the propaganda in 1975 and how the media didn't vote for awards yet. The players voted for it and no one liked Rick Barry because he was an asshole. So they're not going to let Rick Barry win the MVP. I like learning things like that. And the same thing with the Ballon d'Or. I like learning that Stanley Matthews, the first man to ever win the Ballon d'Or, was basically because he was old as hell, still balling in a friendly for England. And they just gave him the Ballon d'Or. So... I like to learn about the history of these things so that I can understand what the logic is behind it and what does it represent truly. So for Lionel Messi to win the FIFA Men's Player of the Year in the Ballon d'Or, basically for winning an Open League Cup and Ligue 1, compared to a guy that was the main scorer on a team that won a treble, it does show that, yeah, maybe the Ballon d'Or is just going back to who do people think is the best overall player. And it does tell you that the game is in an ugly place if the best player in the world plays in the MLS and he won a League Cup, that's good enough for us. So, hey. But um, going into the FIFA Team of the Year, let's listen to more hypocrisy. Thibaut Courtois won goalkeeper of the year but Ederson is the goalkeeper on the team of this season what sense does that make I don't know the formation is a 3-3-4 so the back three is Kyle Walker um Ruben Diaz let me double check uh, I think you mixed up the uh, uh the setup I think Courtois is on the team and Ederson won uh goalie of the year Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. I was like, uh, okay, I mean, let me see the team. And that's what I'm saying, man. Payote, man, it's, that's nasty. Uh, I don't want to sound too biased, but the team who who wanted treble, I thought trebles was supposed to mean something. I thought that was, hey, man, look at this, the aura. Wow, this team, oh, my gosh. It's not really – I mentioned this on the pod when we were talking about trebles. Trebles aren't a big deal anymore. We've okay. seen – how we've seen in the last 15 years, Barca win the treble 2009 and 2015. Uh, Bayern won the treble 2013, 2020. And then Man City just won it. We've seen five trebles in the last 15 years. It used to be mm. like, it used to be before the super club era and everybody got all the money in Europe, like, or not everybody, but like five teams got all the money in Europe. 
before 2009, there was like five trebles in like 60 years. So that's a big thing too, that it's like, hey, it's not a big deal anymore. I mean, we saw Real Madrid win three Champions Leagues in a row and they weren't even the best team in their country. So it just shows you that, yeah, certain teams can dominate certain things. And I guess it's not looked at as a big deal because the disparity between the big clubs and the so-called average club is bigger than ever. But um, I don't know. For some reason, I'm trying to find the FIFA team of the year, and they keep showing me the EAFC 24 propaganda team of the year. I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> what is this? Okay, shout out Al Jazeera. They'll let me know the truth. I just got it up for you, too. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, E-Money Bags, if you don't mind. Break it down. So you got Courtois. And goal, Kyle Walker on the right, John Stones in the middle, Ruben Diaz on the right. Can you stop right there, please? Yeah, yeah. This is a part of what I'm talking about, history being rewritten. We know, I remember, I saw it with my eyes. You guys saw with your eyes. Kyle Walker, when they switched to the 3-2-4-1, Kyle Walker was not starting anymore because the system was designed about control and Kyle Walker he did start in the final because they used his pace well but I look at it like eh, I don't know Kyle Walker team of the season I felt like hey if you're gonna make it all Man City players Nathan Aki should be there what do you think Anthony yeah no nah, I fully agree Nathan Aki should be there um and almost not really it it will put Ruben Diaz where Walker is and a key on the left. And that, that was the team that was, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man, I, that's, I don't know where, again, that's why I bring up the FIFA stuff. And you just said it, you were getting a lot of the FIFA team of the season, team of the year stuff. Yeah. I play the game mm -hmm. and a, a week from now, these cards are going to be on the game and a Kyle Walker team of the team of the year card. It's better than a Nathan Aki. I'll, you'll yeah, have a because 90. Of the meta, right? Like yeah, the, exactly. You'll yeah, have 95 yeah. pace. It's 95 speed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and uh, whatever dribbling and stuff. But it's like, oh, 95, uh, drip, 95 pace. Oh, my God, I need that. And you're going to have somebody using their credit card on, on EA coin money. You know what I'm saying? So this this is all the ad, man. I'm trying to tell you. And the same way with Jude Bellingham, Bernardo Silva. All, like, Bernardo, yeah, he, he does quote-unquote deserves to be there but actually Rodri deserves that spot because I'm not going to argue Jude no more like yeah Jude he he's like that he's he's up and coming he's he is him so he deserves that spot but Bernardo he also sells more too <laughs> you want a Bernardo card on FIFA you know what I'm saying you want that little guy dribbling around your your, your club so it's like yeah a lot of this and, and Courtois he he is a meta goalie that that big motherfucker standing in gold, come on, man. I'm trying to tell y'all. All of it, 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 it looked kind of shady to me, but it look, it's normal. It's like, oh, these are ballers, but um, I'm not surprised. For sure, for sure. Now, E-Money Bags, can you please read the midfield? Yeah, for sure. Going from the right side of the midfield, you got Bernardo Silva, then you got Kevin De Bruyne, and then... As Anthony talked about, you got the golden boy himself, Drew Bellingham. 
Gladys, do you recall that most of the season or most of 2023 before the, uh, you know, the start of the 23-24 season, Bernardo was playing right wing. And now you put him in midfield because I get it, eh? He's the jack of all trades master in a way because he's a mastermind dribbler. He's a mastermind presser. But remember, there was a time when Bernardo was playing left back, DM. But mostly at the end, he was playing right wing. So to put him in the midfield three instead of Rodri, I don't know about that. Do you agree with that, Claytis? Yeah, I mean, I don't agree with it. But again, I could see why he was added. Um, because like you said, he's he's so diverse. He could play in any position. Um, and honestly, I think, again, him being a key player within a, a pep team, they just kind of feel like, they have to force them within the lineup. But honestly, I think Rodri would have been the better addition because we all saw, you know, how how dominant they are with them and how they are without them, especially in the Champions League run and in the final. Um, but I think at this point, bro, people that are selected to go into this lineup is based off of maybe, yes, good stats, but also just like popularity. They're going to try to fit the most players from a certain team as much as possible. And they try to sprinkle some others from around the globe. Anthony, we talked about this in the chat. I feel like um, Rodri was definitely X'd out, and that doesn't make sense to me. But maybe this goes into more propaganda in terms of, oh, UEFA gave Rodri men's player of the year, so FIFA don't want to honor him the same way. Um, he was the best player in the Champions League. Uh, he was he won man of the match for Spain and Nations League. Uh, what do you think about Rodri? Why why is FIFA not giving him the props he deserves? I never thought about that angle you just uh re revealed into the universe, and that's actually pretty uh insightful. It may be something as simple as that, like yeah, Ao, we got beef with those guys on the other side. He already got his shine. We don't need to acknowledge him over here until we we merge, and that's a different story. What he did over there is not the whole. It's not what we're encompassing, and and part of the popularity, I guess. And so, yeah, um, you know, again in the history books, like you say, Dan, when people go back and look at awards and stuff, people may see like, yo, oh, Rodri won this, 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 and this, but he was left out of here. Yo, how'd that happen? And, and somebody, it's it's gonna be revealed. Because he won enough. And so that's, the I guess, the positive out of all this. This team doesn't make or break somebody's career. You know, Rodri, we know we know what you did. E-Moneybags, do you think Rodri should have been there? And if so, who would you have taken out in that midfield? I think I would have taken out. I don't know if I would have taken out anybody in that midfield. I think I would have kept it, put Rodri there and... and... And I would have taken Messi out and put Silva on the right wing because he did. Like, <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, hey, look, I hear you. Hey, look, look, look. Because the thing is, what did you say? He's so versatile, right? Yeah, he might play on the right wing, but you know he's going to tuck inside, though. You know he ain't playing out there the whole time. And if he do, he's setting up some really sweet passes. I mean, like, so I don't know. I think I'm, I'm yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I, we talked about with the Messi thing. I'm taking Messi off of that team. I'm putting Silva on the right wing. I'll make a case for that, and I'm putting um, Rodri because uh, that's a shame he wasn't in this team. I, he was definitely – he's definitely like 
a key. I mean, I don't have to say it. The plaudits are out there. I think we all know he's like one of the most key players for Manchester City, if not the key player for Manchester City. You know, the difference is obvious when he's not in the in in the team. So, you know, De Bruyne goes out. Silva can play his position. You know what I'm saying? So uh, they ain't missing him too much, or they can put somebody else there. So I don't know, man. I think it was uh, somewhat of a crime that he wasn't in this team. I agree with you, E. And please, can you bless us with the front four? <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yeah, here we go. Uh, so right wing Messi, uh, one of the strikers, right striker Holland, left striker uh, Mbappe, and then on the left, you got Vinicius Jr. Do you think this 3-3-4 could work in real life? Or do you think they're getting overran in that midfield? With the midfield they have, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what we also see, like we could talk about uh, Bernardo Silva and what he can do. He's played defensive midfielder before, right? Um, I think Drew Bellingham put in the work on the defensive side, too. So, uh, maybe not. They might. They may do it. They may do their thing on the defensive side, but... If you had Rodri there, though, that'd be a different story. They may smoke shit. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, Jude and Bernardo as a dual double pivot, each one rotating on who attacks, and the other one stay back to cover with John Stones back there too. Hey man, and De Bruyne uh, handling the final third with Holland and Bobby and Vinicius and Messi. Yeah, I think, I think they'd be a little dangerous for real. Just for fun, I wanted to read y'all the FIFA team of the year from 10 years ago. Or now 11 years ago, 2013. Let me see. Uh, let, me, let me find the 2014 team just to geek. Okay. For 2014, let me know if you guys think the 2014 team can beat the 20. 23 team in goal Manuel Noor now this is where it gets nasty Thiago Silva's at left back <laughs> the center back duo David Luiz and Sergio Ramos right back Philip Lam midfield three Tony Cruz Angel Di Maria Iniesta front three Messi Cristiano Arjun Robin. Uh, Cletus, do you think this team can beat the 2013 team of the year? Yeah, yeah. 2023, 13, whatever. Yeah, I think that they, they could beat them. Even with your boy David Luiz there and, and Thiago Silva at left back? Yeah, the, the defense is geek, but <laughs> but they have Prime Neuer and goal. And yeah, Philippe. That's true. So it's like the deep there's 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 covery for the fuckery. You feel whoa, me? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I dig it. And you could play with that back three, the three center backs, and let Lam help out in midfield and really get things shaky. Exactly. And you already yeah. got, you know, you already got Tony in there and Iniesta. So you know they're really gonna move the ball. Um, and you know, feed those two boys, uh, you know, the two boys for real, for real. But then you also have someone like Robin, who's you know, very dynamic, who could also kind of carry his own. So it's like 
that front three is is a very deadly front three. That's a very selfish and deadly front three to come. Yeah, play. and that midfield is crazy too, because Di Maria with his pressing and Yesta. Hey, well, this is young Messi. He was pressing back then. He wasn't just walking like he does now. Hey, how do you think? In the midfield again? Oh, the midfield? Oh, yeah, I got you, E. It's Andres Iniesta, Tony Cruz, and Hel Di Maria. <laughs> yeah, dog. Hey. Whoa, hey, you got hey, 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 but hold on. I don't think some of these people know how good Aaron Robin was, right? Like, yeah, Bayern I don't think they realize how good he was. Uh, Philip Lom, man, come on, man. Like you That's said, my boy, you already. Hey, know. man, come on, bro. Like, talking about a versatile, uh, you know, defender slash uh, midfielder. Come on, bro. Like, and that, and, and like Clay said, that front three. Come on, it, it's it's not even close. I'm sorry. I, I like the squad that they got for the most part, but th- that 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 2014, nah, man. That they they smoking these dudes. And Manuel yeah. Neuer, I'm, I'm giving it up Manuel Neuer too in his prime. Like, yeah, he was, yeah, he was turning heads for a goalkeeper. And I'll just even add, like, you know, the fact that we were talking about the front three is like you talk about Ronaldo and Messi so much, but like you really got to take a look at what Robin contributed. Thank you, you. Know, to Byron at that time. Like he is the numbers he put up, and just like, yeah, the the boy is selfish, but like he's very he oh my he's deadly with that left foot, man. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, man. Like people people need to like look look up Aaron Robin, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> he's a gem. He was a gem. Yeah. If he didn't get sick and he wasn't, you know, got injured like he had did, especially like you know in um in Madrid and then, but I feel like his injuries at Bayern were they were big, but they weren't too dramatic, and he was always able to recover and still keep his form like. Towards the end, yes, he didn't have the speed, but his finishing was always still there. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that was my boy, man. He was one of the smoothest dribblers. He, you knew what he was going to do. You couldn't stop it. Uh, Anthony, do you think the 2014 team can beat 2023? Yeah. Um, all I got is highlights of uh, Robin, but um, the other, the Messi and Ronaldo, I was already thinking in my head seeing Stones and Diaz get mixed. Oh, looking, <laughs> looking over their shoulder, pointing to the ground, almost like, yo, stop, get, get him, get him type stuff. I'm like, hey, they, yeah. They're going to have to use the Jorgen Klopp tactics and make the pitch wet to slow them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see I see a lot of mixiness. And then uh, De Bruyne on, for playing for his country, like Belgium, like how he's like usually the lone person trying to work hard and get stuff done. That's just how I, I imagine that match being like it's nothing, <laughs> nothing going down. Yeah, no, nah, I feel I feel like like y'all said the midfield of the twenty fourteen class would dominate the game in a way that push that because the back line is geek. I'm glad Clay has said it because I was thinking I was like, man, that should sound wild, but Noyers is normal, like like or awesome or a good pillar in a sense. But the midfield, man, they can facilitate. Up to that front three, and then it's a wrap. I don't think nobody on the twenty twenty three can handle that. So the show way hey, you mentioned his name, he's back. Kevin De Bruyne, Newcastle. Hey, we was giving y'all a little issue. Pep said, "Hey, Kevin, go save the day." Kevin said, "I ain't no problem, boss." Came in, scored a nice goal. Game-winning assist to Oscar Bob. How does it feel to have your creative fulcrum back, Anthony? The ma- the maestro is back. 
it, it's amazing, but honestly, man, it's like uh it's like having a great a great parent, you know what I'm saying? That parent's not just your own, you know what I'm saying? You share them with the world. That's how I feel with my, my about my dad. Kevin De Bruyne, he's for everybody who loves the sport of football, man. Just if you if you like the sport, you you can appreciate him too, Dan. Real talk. He's back, he's back so you can watch greatness. Is he's back so you can watch greatness, Ephraim? Cletus, you know who's back? It's De Bruyne. It's so you can watch greatness. Is is, is the sync hair back too? I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, nah, you gotta dig. Nah, it. that's some new stuff. I don't know if that's some hair implants or something, but he got oh, the grillish going on, so that's cool. Find him so, man, like it's that. all good. Hey man, just let him. He's on his yeah. He on his his uh magazine GQ swag man. He trying yeah, to get man. A, man. He's trying to get a he trying to get a deal. And Cletus, we do have to oh, enjoy oh. this because you know he's gonna disappear in the summer when Euros comes around. Oh, of course. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. 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 All I'm gonna say is, you know, when it comes to the branding, don't let him become a Robin Lewandowski. That's all I'm gonna say. What do you what do you, you mean? You think he's gonna start being becoming a TikToker? Oh no. Yeah, you saw about the <laughs> hair. Nah, he, he was outside. He was outside. Yeah, he, he was he was at he UFC was show, he was at UFC matches and stuff. He was doing he he, he has he that TikTok. credits. He he wrote a song on a Drake album and stuff. Hey, man, weird. he said it's not me. He said it's not me. Maybe a hey, man. If he wrote yeah, those yeah, bars, I was like, oh. Word. Just, just so y'all know, um, during the interview of the match against Newcastle, he actually described how he nutmegged the guy on his goal on purpose. <laughs> like he actually explained it. He was talking to another a fellow Belgian uh, journalist. Mm-hmm. And he explained how he uh. He was like, yeah, he was almost talking like the, the guy was stupid for asking. He was like, yeah, you know, I, I saw the defender kneeling and I knew the only way to, to shoot it was going to be precise and uh to the corner. And I used the inside of my foot, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, yeah, like I knew what I was doing when I did it. That's <laughs> amazing. That's tight to me. Like that, that shows that we're not just talking about a sport. We're really talking about physical poetry, poetry y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's cool. You know, like, um, and even the assist to Oscar Bob. If you watch that, Oscar Bob handling that pass is insane in itself, and I'll get to that. But for Kevin, it's like you would think, like, man, all y'all are professionals. Y'all, everybody should be able to try that in a match. That's why I was liking Kinsella when he played, because it's like, man, you just got to have the ambition to try certain stuff, because you see you see your man's making that run. Why not try to send that pass through? Because most of them know I can't make that pass. Kevin can make that pass. That shit's crazy. That pass came overhead to Oscar Bob, mm-hmm. dropped to his feet. So he he shook, he he bodied the defender as it dropped to his foot, moved it from left to right to miss the goalie, and then put it back in the goal. That's great. That that's how precise that pass was. Kevin De, once Kevin De Bruyne scored and start pointing to his head, I point I, I hit the chat up and I said it's over with. He's pointing to his head now. Y'all, it's, it's done. And I'm telling y'all right here on the pod. Uh, the league, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, yeah here we are. January 16th. January 17th when the joint drop. Hey. Manchester City, we doing the double again. I don't care about the FA Cup. We could drop that just for the Premier League and the CL. We doing it again. Hey, Kevin De Bruyne is on his Lewandowski sweat. That boy's body popping in that TikTok. Hey, man. Well, he has a TikTok? <laughs> Hey man, it's like, <laughs> nah, stick to football. Ladies, he showed us. Yeah, look at Anthony. He has to dissect it. Yeah, look, you'll see his 
he has no African roots in his blood. Look at his dance. Nah. He, he, oh, he did not focus on the brand, just do the football team. Okay? <laughs> yeah. This is that calm yeah, man. Down, he to stick to that. Yeah. Oh, he's in that calm. Yeah, Hamza's favorite song. Hey, man. This this Afro. Look, look, look how confused he's looking. A lot of people. Look how confused he's looking. He's glitching. He does. The robot can't move like that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but uh, on the pitch, yeah, man. Let's let's talk about another person that's back from the dead. Marcus Rashford, he finally scored, man. But uh you guys drop points, two two against Tottenham. Ephraim, what are your thoughts on that match? Was it it's nice crazy. to see Rashford scoring again? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But it's almost null and void because right after halftime they give up the the uh, equalizing goal. So, but now nah, it is good to see him score. I mean, get his little confidence back up. You know, he has been playing decent. Well, it's like, little confidence. Well, he didn't have that much to work with at the beginning. I don't think he did. Something was going on with him. I don't know what it was, but he he seemed to lack some confidence from almost from the beginning of the season. So. Um, looks like he's trying to find something back. He's he's being he's trying to pass a little more, it seems like, uh, at least the last couple matches, but I don't know, man. I, I'm a little disappointed though, because well, I think we should have won that match. But our set piece defense, some some shit. I think Andre Anana, he's low confidence right now. He may have been a bad signing. Um uh, at least for now. I mean, but we gotta do what we got, man. It was good to see Martinez come back. Um, I guess we're getting a couple people coming back in the next couple weeks, so maybe that'll do something for us. But uh, right now, man, I'm still I'm still disappointed. Chelsea catching up. I can't have that happen, man. <laughs> yeah, man, I I hear that. Um, Cletus, you got to see. Well, you wasn't. You were gonna go to the game, but then. The ticket prices weren't really worth it. And I'm sure you said to yourself and to us, hey, man, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't go. But, hey, they got the dub 1-0 against Fulham, West London Derby, Cole Palmer penalty. What were your thoughts? Yeah, uh, about the tickets. And we're going to touch on that later in the UK segment. But, um, yeah, at first the ticket was going for three. And they was trying to have me in the rafters. I was like, nah, it's my 30th. I got to be in a box. I go to purchase a box, sold out. I was even, uh, I was at the stadium trying to get the tickets. And it was geek, man. But, you know, I'm glad that my my second time in the city, we finally got a win, you know, against the rivals. Um, It's a pretty, it was a big game for us. We need to collect points. And I think we have, what, now four, we've won four games at home in the league. Um, which is sad, but something we have to celebrate. Um, I didn't get to watch the whole game because in the UK, it's it's very difficult to watch football games. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's it's not it's not easy like it is for us in the states. Um, but again, I think we we still need to work on our attack. We're missing a lot of players. Um, and Kuku is finally training. They're saying he may be able to train later on this week as well. But yeah, I'm just glad we got the three points. That's all I can say about that. For sure, man. And I got nothing to update you on when it comes to Arsenal because Arsenal ain't, ain't doing nothing. Well, now I do got an update for y'all. Kyle Saka took that blonde shit out of his hair, okay? God bless America. God bless the world. He tried to do that swag stuff. Realized it's not working for me. 
certain brothers ain't supposed to go blind, man. So welcome back, Saka. I'm glad you have black hair again. <laughs> but yeah, man, let me give y'all a little bit of an update. The African Cup of Nations is going on, guys. It's the funniest tournament in the world. It's a lot of hilarity going on. You got Ghana losing to Cape Verde 2-1 with the game-winning goal by Cape Verde in the 92nd minute. Then people are trying to run up and fight the coach. You got Senegal looking comfortable beating Gambia 3-0. Algeria dropped points against Angola. That was a surprise, as well as Namibia doing well against Tunisia, an upset 1-0. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cameroon and Guinea was a pretty good match. Andre Onana, that brother's taking his sweet time <laughs> to get to his country's team. Hey, man, he's taking it easy. Uh, Mozambique almost upset Egypt, but Mohamed Salah got a game tie-in goal in the 97th minute. The host nation, Ivory Coast, looks very good in their first match against Guinea-Bissau. They won 2-0. And I got to tell y'all, guys, I didn't realize how good Ivory Coast midfield was and their center back pairing. I love Evan Ndeka and Osman Diamande as a center back pairing. Magical. Diamande is going to be one of the best African players in the world soon. All the big clubs are looking at him. He plays for Sport in Lisbon right now. He's like 19. That brother has the passing, the ball-carrying abilities. He has the vision, and he has the work rate defensively. He's going to be special. Now, they midfield three of Frank Casey, Sangari Sekou Fofana. Hey, they were going crazy. And then they can bring Jean-Michel Seri off the bench. They're going to be a team to watch in the tournament for sure. But... The other team that surprised me and did pretty well in their first match was Equatorial Guinea getting a draw against Nigeria. Hey, man, Claytis, your point about Victor Oshiman, hey, <laughs> he had two clear-cut chances. He should have scored, Claytis. He huffed it. The first one was so egregious, I almost thought it was fake. Yeah, so, hey, Oshiman, you better wake up, man. Boniface isn't there, so your country needs you to do more. Uh, the last two games in the first round of the group stage will be Morocco and Tanzania. They play on the 17th, 12 noon Eastern time. And then the Democratic Republic of Congo plays Zambia at 3 p.m. Eastern on the 17th as well. Now in the AFC Asian Cup, hey man, the Japan-Vietnam match was a movie. 4-2, Japan had to come from behind to win. The Vietnamese team, they played with a lot of heart and intensity. I like the system they used to try to suffocate Japan with that 3-4-2-1. But in the end, Minamino, Nakamura, they were too much to handle. And it is funny to see that uh, guy, Zion Suzuki, he's a brother that was born in Birmingham, Alabama. He's half black, half uh, Japanese. He's a young player with a lot of potential. It was cool to finally see him play because I've heard about him for a year or so. And I remember United was even looking at him to potentially sign him. Um, Qatar did work 
easy work to Lebanon, 3-0. Australia got India out of here, 2-0. That match was funny. Hey, man, the Indian national team, hey, man, God bless you. That's all I'm going to say. Iran-Palestine, hey, man, <laughs> this might be a precursor to something else. Iran 1-4-1. South Korea balled out of control against Bahrain 3-1. Uh, the funniest match that I saw was Jordan Malaysia, hey, the Malaysian national team. Anthony, they need you at, at center back fast, okay? Cletus, they need you in attack. They, man, they had no physicality at the back, Anthony. They need your help. They yeah. couldn't read the game. Uh, where's the sign up sheet? Yeah, hey, I'll send you a link, man. <laughs> And then uh, Saudi Arabia played Oman. That was 2-1. But yeah, man, check it out if you have the chance. You know the time difference because of that. And we live in America. Hey, we can turn on the TV 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. There's a match to look at. So, hey, if you're not doing nothing, just have it on in the background and enjoy yourself. But um, Cletus, let's talk about your big brother, one of the greatest managers of all time, one of the most influential managers of all time, Jose Mourinho, the special one. Unfortunately, he's been sacked by Roma after a tough start to the league season. They're currently ninth in Serie A. They got smoked by Milan on the weekend, 3-1. How do you feel about uh, the decision to sack Mourinho and then Daniel De Rossi, Roma legend, gets called up to get the job almost immediately. Um, I think this is something I think Zaghi have spoke about. Uh, I think today or earlier this week, where the American owners within Italy are kind of just kind of doing their own thing without no clear plans. You know, even if Mourinho has you in ninth place right now, I think you will have a better future or a better game plan closing out the season, or a better, you know, project with Mourinho as opposed to Del Rossi, who, you know, you don't really know what his game plan is and what his, you know, ambition is for the team. So, again, I feel like it was a dumb move, kind of quick, but, you know, me being me, loving Jose Mourinho, I'll be waiting for you back home. Anthony, you're another Mourinho fan. They're, even though they're ninth place, they're five points back from fourth place do you think he should have been sacked uh they're eight five and seven in the league i think in europa league they advance you know he, he's doing great in european cups but uh you think he was justified in losing his job or not uh so it's, it's a complex answer but i'm gonna try to give it to you straight Sometimes it's it's good when a door shuts, man, because you never know what's open on the other side. I saw something. Hey, man, you know, you're right. I am a Mourinho fan. And so much so I want Plex in the Premier League. I saw I saw a photo and it was a, a Photoshop of him sitting on the computer looking at a screen of a job opening and it said Newcastle's looking a little shaky. And I thought, yo, hey. I'd love to see Mourinho at Newcastle. If uh, old boy gets fired, him and the the guy Klopp uh, complains about being on the touchline as well. 
get up out of there. Mourinho comes to the Premier League. That'd be nice, man. Because justifiable or not, he'll get another job. So it really don't matter. He's fired. Can't look back. Got to look at the next next phase of his life. And I think he can still coach. Mm-hmm. Well, E-Money Bags, you've had experience with Mourinho as well. He said y'all won a treble with the League Cup, the Community Shield, and the Europa <laughs> League. He became desperate at the end, man. Uh, how do you feel about Mourinho getting sacked? And seems to be a new tradition now. Got sacked at Chelsea. Three years, you man. guys, Tottenham, now Roma. Three years curse, right? Um, he had trouble, my ass. Anyway, anybody count on Community Shield ever? Like, who counts that? Anyway, the. Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Arsenal we, did this past yeah, we year. take pride in yeah. that because City ain't win every trophy available. We take pride <laughs> in that. They they only lost one final. Well, yeah, I'll take yeah. pride in that. It's a it's a baby trophy, but when you go against an op that's trying to win everything and they can't do it, I'll take that all day. I hear you. All right, yeah, respect. Um, yeah, but still as far a pretty school trophy though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. He he he'll he'll I it go to go back to what Clayton said. I, I kind of think it was also like an agenda. It seemed like if you hire somebody like De Rossi's that fast, I mean, you're ready for him to come in there and take control. Um, I don't know how fair it was, but you know, hey, look, Mourinho's gonna be okay. He, he, people gonna pull on his Kurt, his uh, you know, his shirt for for a lot of stuff like you know, punditry, uh other coaching jobs he, he's gonna be fine you know so yeah it may it may not have been fair it, it may not have been justified but you know Mourinho's gonna Mourinho he'll be fine he may still have that back you know that ticket to Saudi Arabia in his back pocket so uh and they were uh, the claim was what they were offering to make him the highest paid manager in the world at the time or something like that so uh yeah I'm not worried about Mourinho in the least what if he gets the Brazil job? Hell no. What? You think they're going to let that pragmatist get that? The job? Nah, they want that. Nah, nah, nah. They want to win. Man. That's they why they win. wanted Ancelotti. They want guys that let people play, not make them into robots. Please. Yeah, I don't see that happening either. Not with him. Nah. Some other national team job for sure. If he could find something like that. Come over to the U.S. Maybe we need something like him. Go home. I mean, go home to Portugal, man. Who they who they like, coach again? Roberto Martinez. Roberto Martinez. Somebody yeah, law. Like, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Go home to coach Portugal, man. I feel like I'll be perfect for him. Or hey, man, if Southgate geeks up, I can see him as the England manager too. But don't don't he need uh, Ronaldo to be gone? Yeah, Cristiano, don't worry. He'll be out of there soon. You think Cristiano's going to get called up if Mourinho doesn't like what he's seeing? Nah, he'll, nah. Hey, he'll be the one to drop him, but I don't think he, true. I don't think he has a problem with Cristiano like that. I feel like, yeah, they have beef, but hey, Cristiano's pushing 40. Uh, if you complaining about work right now, just, just turn it in, man. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> For sure, but... uh. If you had your wish, Claytis, where would you like to see him other than Brazil? Because you said that uh, is there a club job that interests you for I him? Already, I already Bayern? said. Iron. Already said, come home. 
Uh, you want him on his? Was it be his Part third three, with Chelsea? The trilogy. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's crazy. And imagine if he he brings us back and he wins a league with us. Yeah, that would be a nice Disney story for sure. Wow, I don't doubt Jose Mourinho, man. He he's he's the guy of the streets. You know, he he understands. And he did win three Premier League titles, so not too many people could say that. Yeah, but the last one was when Fetty Wap was popping. E from I don't know, man. It's a long time ago, man. I haven't heard track queen in a while. Hey, when was the last time y'all won your joint? Hey, the last time we won Fifty Cent was the King of the World. But hey, we talking about we talking about your uncle getting fired right now, okay? He's unemployed. <laughs> Why don't you give him a job? Help him out. He'll be home soon, man. He'll be home All soon. Right. <laughs> uh man. Another brother that's trying to come home is Jordan Henderson, man. He's trying to get the hell out of Saudi Arabia, Ephraim. <laughs> hey, hey, look, man. His, hey, his team, his team stinks in the Saudi Pro League. I I remember looking up um their where they were in the standings. Yeah, they yeah. eighth place, man. I can see why you want to leave. I mean, hey, he didn't think he would have to work this hard, but his roster is not that great. He got Wijnaldum, Musa Dembele, Damari Gray. Yeah, they they don't really have any heaters on their team. Um, how do you feel about Jordan Henderson trying to get out of Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I mean, I, I look. I'm I'm always going to be uh, behind a player that wants to make a move. I guess, but. It seemed like he's just eating his words now. It seemed like he just, I don't know, man. He eating crow all of a sudden. So, um, you know, if if he come back, he come back, he come out of there. But it looks like Ajax, excuse me, is uh, uh, pursuing him hard. It seems like at least that was a rumor I saw earlier today. Um, yeah, come on, come on out of there if that if that's not what you want. But you should have known better, man. Come on, bro. Like just to hook up with Steven Gerrard and get a little nice little payday. Yeah, if your heart wasn't in it, man, you know it wasn't, and that's that's what I got to say about it because he wasn't really into going out there, but he did, and this is what he get. Yeah, yeah, you're right, man. He pushed that propaganda, Claytis. I mean, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what I was gonna get at. Yeah, go ahead, Clay, do your thing, man. You know, he try he try to you know you're in a different country, respect the culture. Instead, here you are trying to promote this propaganda, change culture, change lifestyle. Now, look at you. Look at you. Yeah, they're, they're probably out of script try, trying to end them. That's why he's spooked, trying to, trying to lead a country. I don't blame him, though. Yeah, I mean, it looks like IX is trying to get him, and I'm like, hey, man, IX, this is what you think you need to empower your midfield? I have my guess. Uh, Anthony, where do you, would you like to see Jordan Henderson end up next? They said Ajax is looking at him, Juventus. <laughs> I need to hear that man's name on Marcus's MLS minute next time we, we talk about him. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> yeah, all them other teams cut it out. He needs to be at DC United or uh, I don't know. And you don't want him to help Juve try to win Syria. <laughs> well, <laughs> sure, man. He could he could go over there if that's what he wants. Do y'all think it's a cultural thing as well? Um, 
Of course. Yeah. This is Englishman. He's never lived yeah. outside of England. Yeah, that, money, that money wasn't green enough. That money ain't nah, green nah. enough, man. He knows nah, it. Nah, 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 nah. He's never <laughs> lived outside of England, and now you in Saudi Arabia, and you're on a Huff team losing? <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> Right. He got he got certain principles he's claiming he was trying to live by, and he tried to go to a country where they don't live by the same principles as he does. And he was trying to promote the game. Yeah, hey, look, eh, sure. I mean, <laughs> he mean, yeah, he probably was, but he was also trying to anyway. It 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 cl- clearly that kind of culture clashed with his morals, right? Like it, and so I, I don't know why he tried to go for the money grab when he know something like that is not going to be up to what I don't know. I, I guess I'm confused by the whole situation when it, when it happened, but it is what it is, man. You get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. That's true. The money ain't always as good as you make it seem like sometimes, but uh, speaking of the money being good, hey, in the Saudi Arabia, you know, it's a tradition now. They host the Spanish Super Cup, which is basically the community shield, but with more glamour on it and real madrid smoked barcelona 3-1 got a vinicius jr hat trick in the first half rodrigo scored in the second half shout out to the lewandowski volley but it wasn't enough jude bellingham with a designer assist on vinicius's first goal uh Cletus, i know you were in the uk but did you at least see the highlights i mean it's always a great time to watch Barcelona get smoked. Yeah, I definitely saw the highlights. Um, the Vinicius hat trick, didn't expect that, but it looks like he's getting back in form. Give me a second. Anthony? I think oh, overall, my fault, my fault. My drone's geeking. Oh, you good. Go ahead, man. I think overall, um, Madrid just seemed a little bit more hungry for the game to win, especially again, I like kind of having their core players back, having that chemistry. They kind of enjoy playing with each other. And then Rodrigo getting his goal as well, I think just, just shows like he's been informed this season. Like as much as people talk about Vinicius and Jew, like Rodrigo's definitely been holding up his own, like especially when Vinicius was injured too. So, yeah, I didn't see much from Barca. Didn't care much for them. Again, Lewandowski, good goal, but yeah, it was a Madrid show, man. Those kids are, I mean, if they stay in shape, they, they might win it all. For sure, for sure. Uh, Anthony, you know, you always enjoy watching Barca geek up. Hey, man, what were your thoughts when you saw the highlights to that match? I love watching uh, those prostitutes slash workers fail. Um, and it was it was excellent seeing. Uh, actually, Jew made a vicious assist for Vin- Vinny's first goal. That one was amazing. Another uh right to left shuffle and then passed it. That one was tight. And like Plata said, Real Madrid they're they're looking like a complete team. That I don't know how much I don't know what you mean by winning at all. I mean like maybe the the La Liga or whatever. And like, like that's cool. But other than that. Um, it was a electrifying match. Sad to see Gundogan be a part of a shitty team like that. They don't even look like they got heart. I don't even know what's going on over there. I think uh, Javi may his time may be up, but 
they may let him go on another another season. <laughs> For sure, man. They said uh they said this was gonna be the trilogy. I think Danny Alves said that. He said, Oh yeah, Johan Cruyff was 1.0, Pep was 2.0, Xavi is 3.0. <laughs> yeah, right. Ephraim, how do you feel about Anthony's statement, man? Do you think Xavi's on the ropes? Because there's reports that it is looking a little shaky. As you know, they're also outside of that title race already. They trying to fight for fourth place. Right. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm always about giving the coach a chance. Uh, what is this? His second year? Third year, me? Third year is, is yeah, third season. Yep. Yeah, I, I get it. They're out of the won the, the league in year two after they pulled all those levers, but then this past season they still don't have no money, so they couldn't really right. do much with the transfers. Yeah, I mean, and that's their own fault as a club. I, I, then there you go. I think that shows right there. No, you shouldn't because you're not setting your manager up for success if that's what that's where you are. So no, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily fire the manager yet. I mean. Maybe another season like this. Maybe then I put him on the hot seat. But nah, man. Nah, you got to get your club straight first. That's kind of why I feel about Manchester United and how fucked up the situation is there with managers and, and management uh, and, and poorly run, you know, front offices. So nah, man, like get that man a chance. Maybe give him another season after this. And I'm saying after this season and then see where you go. Yeah, I'm with Real Madrid though. Like, but real quick, and brought me out Real Madrid. Yeah, they dangerous, man. I think they're dangerous. Yeah, man. Do you think they'll be a threat to win the Champions League? Oh, always. They're always a threat. I think. I think almost every year that they're they make the final. You know, the last sixteen, they're they're a threat yeah. uh, until somebody knocks them out. But of course, absolutely. I mean, it's hardly been a time when they haven't been. If you ask me, so. Yeah, man, I dig that. I agree with you on the Xavi point too, E. I feel like, hey, the board has geeked up this team. They had to get Cancelo and Jao Felix on loan. They wanted a boss midfielder to replace Busquets. They got to get Romu on free on a free. Like it's it's tough. So when you're going against Real Madrid that can buy Jude Bellingham and then you got to get boys on loan, hey, man, good luck. Yeah, all those levers worked to win last season. But as you guys can recall, we were talking earlier about how their defense was so good and how they were on pace to break the record for fewest goals conceded in the league. And then they ended the season the last six, seven games they didn't get the record anymore. It's like their defense collapsed and it's bled into this season where their defense is a joke. Like I said, Vinicius had a hat trick in the first half and there was 39 other, minutes. Yeah. And there was other chances where Real Madrid, like Jude could have had a goal. There was opportunity where um there was a cross in the box and could have been a goal, but there was a deflection at the right time. So it could have been even worse than four one. So yeah, they got to figure that out, man. But uh, Laporta, the only time I see him now is when he's looking sick or the little gif of him dancing in the streets when he was happy pulling all those levers. Hey, man, you better Looking like there. Jerry Jones on Saturday, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was sick. So, hey, man, y'all better figure it out. But I hope you don't because 
I love seeing Barca geek up because, hey, man, Claytis likes to talk about, hey, Arsenal, you don't have no Champions League. Yeah, we do. 2006, but they stole it. They paid for it. We know the truth. Just like, hey, Claytis will let you know, 2010, they robbed Chelsea. It's a disgrace. We know the truth. But that's another story for another day, man. Back to better things. Claytis, you was in the UK. You and Marcus did your thing. Marcus is still working his way back to the U.S. Salute to him. He'll be back next week so we can get even more of the story. But why don't you give us your early thoughts of your second time in the U.K. balling in London with Marcus, man? Yeah, man. Nah, nah. It was it was epic. For real, for real, we, we didn't have an agenda, but it was epic. What I'm going to say is the club scene, is it, it could get very dangerous in there. Because Youngins was making out with, with, with niggas in a club with no issues. Okay. Who's <laughs> next? But we did the Chelsea tour. You know, it was my second time going out there. The Youngins, she, she, she was talking like we never been there. Like we don't, you know, we like sweetheart. You know, we do this. We're locals, you know. Did the Chelsea tour, seen the whole stadium. Um, yeah, like this time around, I kind of enjoyed the tour a little bit more because um, we got to, I guess, maybe, I don't know. For some reason, I enjoyed this tour more, better than the first one. Um, went to the gift shop, walked around the city, Fulham, you know, just, just trying to, you know, catch the vibe, you know, local thing. But once we saw those kids with the all blacks, we crossed the streets. Hey, you, know? man, you saw the tracksuit mafia out there? Whoa. And- Across the street, because you know why? We know. Shing, shing, shing. Yeah, hey, I don't have time for that knife work. <laughs> educated, you feel me? And so, like, I was somewhere, too, like, oh, she, this girl was like, oh, you listen to da-da-da-da, oh, you know about you can I'm like, sweetheart, I'm tapped in. I'm not, I'm not green. I'm not, no, no. When I see those boys, I go across. But now, it was, it was dope, though. Um. Yeah, we're we going to wrap, but, you know, it was the dinner date. But the most iconic thing I'll say about the trip was, you know, the opportunity to meet the great Ronaldo, the phenomenon, the greatest ever, you know, being in a room with him, having dinner, um, as well as Patrice Evra. Uh, uh, Mr. Chicken uh, Liquor. It, it's, it's crazy because, you know... <laughs> When we, so the way it was, you know, we had dinner and Ever walks in and I'm like, wait, I know him. And I I look and he looks at me and I, you know, give a little nod. He keeps walking and he sits at the table. I'm like, wait, that's Ever. So I'm kind of geek because, you know, like for me, I didn't see rappers. I've seen rappers. I've been in the club of rappers. We've all have. We've seen artists, but we don't really see, you know, football players that like we see on TV that our parents used to watch, that we watch, like, you know, people we idolize. We, you know, that's like a whole different type of ball game. So we're eating, having dinner, and then Ronaldo comes in and I and I just put my fork down. I put my, my knife and fork down, like, bro, that's Ronaldo. And the girl and, and like she's like, wait, who's that? I'm like, that's Ronaldo, one of the greatest to ever play the game. That's like a god that just walked in the room. And now, like I'm like a fanboy, like I'm 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 geeking. So I hit the group chat, like, "Yo, we gotta send, <laughs> we gotta send a bottle, we gotta send something, you know, gotta we gotta show respect." <laughs> like, oh, it's 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 only right. 
So like I even asked the manager, asked the waiter, I was like, yo, can I send him a bottle? You know, can I do something? Like they're like, nah, you know, it's very private. They don't want to be bothered, you know. But yeah, man, that 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 trip it, it, it definitely motivated me to go even harder because never in a million years did I think that I would see, you know, R9 or even Patrice Evra. John O.B. McKell even came into the room, um, but there wasn't any tables for him because only the stars and the big boys was allowed in that room, and I was in that room, so he had to go somewhere. <laughs> well, so, they told O.B. McKell to hit the cut. Yeah, man, I, I was I was hunched in the room, man. It was it was like it was artists in the room, like models, like it was it was a focus yeah, scene. It's focus. So, you know, like that was I never thought I would be in a room with R nine. Like, you know, like you probably see hey, him, man. Like, I hear you, but I hear you, but hey, man, you got to realize you're elevating in life. And hey, man, if speed can be at R9's house, hey, man, you can be in his room, in the same room with him. Come on, man. So, you know, we just got to go harder, man. Who knows what the rest of the 2024 is going to really show us. For sure. I'm trying to part with R9 too, man. He got, hey, you know how geeked I was when I found out he could speak English? I was like, hey, man, I got to interview this brother. Yeah, man. And my boy lost weight, too, man. He was looking good, man. Looking calm, looking relaxed. That's what's yeah. up. But yeah, man, definitely. We're we going to chat about the UK trip because, man, it was it was some moments in that joint. Yeah, man. Shout out to Marcus once again. Hey, when he pulls up next week, I, I'm going to have more questions, man. My boy. Because <laughs> I know they were doing it big, man. My boy was, was, was a celebrity in the ends, okay? It was no. Are you were you on TV? I've seen you before. Yeah, oh. youngins was ready to pop out the IG for the kid. Okay, as <laughs> focus, but hey, man, we at that time, y'all. End of the show, superlatives. I'll set it off if you don't mind. I mentioned it. Anthony mentioned it. My champagne move of the week. Jude's dribbling and pass. To unlock Vinicius for that first goal, man. Real smooth. He gets a lot of credit for his goals, rightfully so. Goals are the biggest resource in the sport. That's what wins you the games. But he's all around footballer. So it was nice to see him have the vision, the dribbling, the technique, and to get that pass off to unlock Vinicius for that first goal. Uh Ephraim, what's your champagne move of the week? Uh, so speaking of that match, I want to go we'll give it to uh, uh, Copper Hall for that pass that set up. I think Vinicius' second goal. Oh, yeah, that was very nice. Too. Hey, man, That's that pass nice was one. that Drew Bellingham pass was nice, but that Carver Hall pass, I know that was, was a pass sick. before the pass, but that's what I'm going to put in there because that, that was a vicious pass. Nah, that was a banger. That's a nice one for sure. That's a good one. Nice pick. Uh, Anthony, what's your champagne move of the week? I'm going to go with Oscar Bob handling that KDB pass and shaking the goalie down with the left to right dribble and then back into the goal. That's a shit was beautiful. For sure. For sure. Shout out to the young homie. Looking good, man. Norway needs you. Keep developing, my G. Cletus, what's your champagne move of the week? Um, I'll probably go with Vinicius' first goal, but then also... The celebration at the end when they brought out that uh Vice City banner. With yeah, the yeah, that joint was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that, was that, crazy. That, that was very geechy. So that, that might be my move, man. That that was geechy. Nah, celebrate that was my ops. Move. 
for sure. <laughs> and uh, I saw this one funny joint where they was like, hey, man, how come Valverde don't be hanging out with the brothers as much? And one person said, hey, man, I don't think your wife allows it. <laughs> if you know, you know. And if you know Uruguay's history, <laughs> you know. But anywho. You're sick. <laughs> you know, hey, man, do your Googles, guys. Hey, 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 you're locked in early. <laughs> early. Hey, man, but uh, champagne goal of the week. There's a lot of places I can go, but because I'm a sicko, <laughs> I'm going to salute my man. Hey, 92nd minute, Ghana versus Cape Verde. I'm geeked. I'm like, oh no, is Ghana gonna get a draw? We need an L. And shout out to my man <laughs> who provided that L, Gary Rodriguez, injury time winner to beat Ghana and to keep my bet alive. Now Ghana plays Egypt on Thursday. Salah, I need you to destroy my country so I can get a lot of bread. Ephraim, what's your champagne goal of the week? All right, all right. You got you ready? You good? Yeah, my bad, man. Yeah, uh, my, my champagne goal of the week. I'm gonna give up to one of Anthony's boys, uh, Bernardo Silva, for that first joint against uh, Newcastle. I thought that shit was sweet, so it was. You're not lying about that. He very classy goal by a classy player, Anthony. What's your champagne goal of the week? Yeah, uh, Ephraim's pick would have been it if it was the only goal we scored. Um, <laughs> it's crazy because there was two more other champagne-style ones, but Bernardo's was the second most champagne goal of that match. I might have to go with Kevin De Bruyne's goal, man. The guy who saw the nutmeg before the nutmeg happened, man, and all the way into the bottom left corner. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. No problem with that. That was a banger. Cletus, what's your champagne goal of the week? Um, I'm gonna give it to all three of Vinicius's goal. You know, just him, like I think the first one, I think the pass, him making the run behind the defender, and then the second one, um, the assist from Rodrigo. I just think that was a beautiful counterattack. And then he also had a penalty well taken. So yeah, I'll definitely give it to him. For sure. And he showed great striker instincts playing. In that front two with Rodrigo, they were able to penetrate that Barcelona back line with no issue every time. And you know Barca tries to play with that high line. So when you're trying to go one-on-one -on -one against those guys, you're going to get destroyed like we saw. But, uh, Cletus, let's start with you, man. You are the king of the club, man. So who you in the club with? Ah. Man, I mean, he scored a hat trick, man. We outside, man. I'm, I'm not bringing no Chelsea guys to the club. They need to stay at practice. Me and Vinicius, the whole Madrid squad, we in the club. Oh, Coco Palmer Cure. can't come with you? No, no, no. We had Coco Cure in the ends outside. <laughs> All right, that's a bet. Anthony, who are you in the club with? I'm in uh, Club Tactical with Pep. And we're and we're strategizing how to get this double done. 
This brother really trying to delete the FA Cup. You don't want another trouble, man? Why, why not go for back-to-back -back troubles, man? Called load balancing. We're dealing with injuries and stuff. If I got to lose the FA Cup to have the Premier League and, and Champions League, so be it. I'm a realist, man. You think you have to sacrifice one? I mean, I think <laughs> I felt like I thought, hey, man, England's a cakewalk, man. If you can you, win you the league, why not the FA? <laughs> Yeah, if I have to sacrifice one, it will be that one, man. But if we, if the team comes back to full strength, everybody's 100%, the trouble's on. But that's what we're going to figure out at Club Tactical. Oh, yeah, I remember why you shook. You guys played Tottenham away. That's why you conceded that FA Cup. <laughs> hey, man, okay. <laughs> His brother's dangerous. <laughs> E-Money backs, who are you in the club with? Uh, I'm gonna do Vinicius as well because uh, my man, yeah, he showed off with that 39, 39 minutes in the hat trick and, and under that time. So I'm gonna go with him, and I'm also go with my man Claytus and uh, and Marcus for being out in London doing their thing, getting getting it in. So shout outs to my boys here. For sure, for sure. I'm also with the cl in the club with all of Real Madrid, eh, man. When you're a champion, you can come in the club, even if it is the Spanish Community Shield. Smoking Real Madrid, I mean, smoking, excuse me, Barcelona is always due for celebration. I also bring Jose Mourinho in the club. Yeah, you ain't got nothing to do. Pull up, OG. Hey, I ain't mad at you. Yes, you sir. Called, you called my boy Arsene Wenger a specialist in failure. Hey, man, you were the king of the banter. You've disrespected my club many times, but I don't hold grudges. I know how to respect old my elders and the real G's. Another person I'm going to bring in the club with me is Lionel Messi, man. Hey, man, they keep giving you every award, and you have now validated the MLS as one of the best leagues in the world, guys. So, hey, man, shout out to Messi for making the MLS a top-class league. So eh, that's who I'm in the club with, man. But uh, salute to everybody out there. Shout out to Marcus. He'll be back next week. You already know what it is. It's a lot of hot matches going on. Uh, I think Arsenal doesn't play until the 20th, so they'll be back from their break. We'll see what happens. The transfer window's kind of underwhelming, guys. Uh, I guess the biggest move so far has been Sancho to Dortmund. We can talk about that more next week along with other transfer rumors. But uh, we'll holler at y'all. Y'all stay blessed. And you know Marcus ain't here, so I ain't going to do the outro, but you already know what it is. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.